Welcome to the podcast service of Sydney's FM 103.2. Available on the web at fm1032.com.au. I once gave a talk at the University of Western Sydney on the theme we looked at last night, the divinity of Jesus. I focused on the crucifixion narrative and underlined for the audience the uniqueness of historic Christianity's claim that the creator of the universe would condescend to take on flesh and suffer at the hands and for the sake of his own creatures. When the talk finished, the chairperson opened the floor for questions. Without blinking, a man in his mid-thirties stood up and proceeded to tell the audience how preposterous was the idea that the king of the universe could be subservient to the forces of his own creation. God is all-powerful and all-knowing, he declared. How on earth could the Almighty experience frailty and suffering? It turned out that the man was a Muslim leader at the university and an academic, which was just my luck. His monologue was probably the longest five minutes of my speaking career. He was very civil, but he was adamant that what I had just said was illogical and blasphemous. It was illogical because the creator and sustainer of all things couldn't possibly be dependent on earthly sustenance. In his mind, Jesus' need for earthly food was a knockdown argument against his divinity. More seriously, he insisted that what I'd said was blasphemy because I had associated infinite majesty with human weakness and servitude. Only later did I realize these were traditional Islamic arguments against the Christian understanding of Jesus. They come straight out of the Quran itself. So Surah chapter 5 verse 75 of the Quran reads this way. They do blaspheme who say, God is Christ, the son of Mary. If they desist not from their word of blasphemy, verily a grievous penalty will befall the blasphemers. Christ, the son of Mary, was no more than an apostle. His mother was a woman of truth. They both had to eat their daily food. See how God makes his signs clear to them, yet see in what ways they are deluded. Well, when the chairperson invited me to respond, I did my best to address this guy's main concerns. But it soon became very obvious there was not going to be a winner in this debate. Our premises were miles apart. His vision of a majestic God excluded by definition any notion of weakness and servanthood. But my vision of God's majesty consisted precisely in God's willingness to serve his creation. I ended simply by thanking my Muslim friend for drawing to the audience's attention a profound difference between Islam and Christianity. What is blasphemous to the Muslim is glorious for the Christian. God entered his creation to serve his creatures. There is no better biblical statement of this theme than the ancient Christian hymn preserved by Paul in his letter to the Philippians. We looked at part of it last night, but let me read the whole thing. Um, This is Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Amazing passage. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, 
and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This theme of Christ's divinity can be viewed from two angles. On the one hand, understanding Jesus to be in very nature God, as this text says, should inspire us to marvel at his majesty. We confess that he is far more than a teacher, healer, saviour and friend. He is the Lord over all and the one before whom every knee is going to bow. But Christ's divinity can be viewed from another angle as well. Thinking about Jesus as the embodiment of God should lead us to marvel at the divine humility. In Christ, God is seen to be far more than creator, sustainer and judge. He's revealed to be the servant, willing to put our good before his own glory. This is precisely where the accent of this Philippians passage falls. It begins and ends on a note of glory with statements about Jesus' equality with God. But the heart of the passage concerns Jesus' emptying of himself to serve the needs of others. Lines 1 and 5 of the hymn I just read highlight this mystery in a really obvious way. Let me read it again. It says, Who being in very nature God, made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Do you see that? According to this passage, the one who is in very nature God took on the very nature of a servant. The parallel is deliberate and striking. And actually, there are two words for servant in the original Greek. I don't mean to get too nerdy for you, but one of them refers to a servant with rights. This is diakonos. And the other refers to one without rights. That's doulos. The second is usually translated slave. And this is the term used here in Philippians 2. The fact that Paul introduces it with the words made himself nothing suggests he wanted us to give the term its full weight. God in Jesus became doulos, a slave. The English Bible translators appear to have balked at using the word slave of the one who is in very nature God. But theological squeamishness like this is completely inappropriate in Christianity. See, unlike the Quran, the New Testament has no problem at all envisaging the Lord of all serving his creatures. In any case, this language of slavery comes straight out of Jesus' own description of his ministry. In the Gospel of Mark, there's a passage that sounds very similar to what Philippians says about Jesus, becoming a slave. Let me read from Mark chapter 10, verse 42. You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man, that's Jesus himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's difficult to convey just how radical this notion would have seemed to the first disciples. Um, admittedly, in a few years, they'd be singing hymns about Jesus the servant, just as Philippians 2 has. But before Jesus' death and resurrection, the idea that greatness consists in humble service was just not on the religious radar, not in the Egyptian mystery cults, not in the Greco-Roman religions, not even in Judaism. You know, a couple of years ago, I was involved in a research project sponsored by Macquarie University Ancient History Department, exploring the origins of the virtue of humility. Nowadays, we take for granted that humility is a desirable quality. 
We love it when our um, best sportsmen and women are humble as well as being brilliant. But in the ancient world, this wasn't the case. Humility before the gods was appropriate and humility before your social superiors was also valued. But lowering yourself before an equal, which is what humility really means, was thought to be undignified. One of the chief goals of ancient Mediterranean life was to win public honour for yourself and for your family. The first writings in the ancient Roman world to emphasise humility over honour were the New Testament texts. And the reason seems clear. The radical idea at the centre of the New Testament was that the Messiah and Lord was also the slave of all. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The cross, in other words, changed everything. If the highest Lord won his greatest achievement on a shameful cross, what else could it imply than that true glory consists in humble service? That's our Lord, the servant of everyone. I guess the question is, is that us? Do we follow his example? We hope you enjoyed this FM 103.2 podcast. To listen to more great audio, visit fm1032.com.au.